This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. We have with us today Jaydeep Kurana. He's a leadership coach working independently and with the Asian Leadership Institute in Chiang Mai. He combines his in-depth understanding of the corporate world with a holistic approach to leadership transformation. And over the last 10 years, he's coached senior executives, entrepreneurs and teams across a whole range of countries. He was actually an INSEAD graduate who went into banking for 20 years after which he set out to find his purpose. Here's something that really stayed with me. Take responsibility. It's your feeling, not caused by someone or a situation. That may have just stimulated your feeling, but the feeling is yours. So own it. Because when you own it, it's in your you can decide what you want to do with it. So yeah. tell me Jadeep what is wellness to you For me wellness is a state of being it's a holistic approach body mind and emotions how are we nourishing our body the food the exercise the sleep our minds what thoughts are we feeding ourselves and are we allowing the emotions to flow through or are we dwelling on them Wonderful and and you work with corporates and in corporate set, settings a lot so tell me how does the role of a leadership coach work just like sports people have coaches to stay at the top of the game or shift to their next level of excellence senior executives boards entrepreneurs creative people and individuals use coaches that enable them to make shifts in their in their behaviors and actions that help them get to their next level of excellence it's to gain self mastery from a place of inspiration and purpose i make my clients aware of their behaviors and actions how are we leading ourselves how are we leading our teams how are we leading our organizations how are we leading our families how are we leading the communities that we live in i work with them to help them raise their level of consciousness to expand their perspectives and when they do that they make much wiser decisions that go beyond self coaching empowers and facilitates change it transforms you it enhances your efficiency facilitates deeper connections through empathy and brings more joy to your life today leaders need agility and resilience presence and self awareness connection and insight wonderful that was absolutely lovely and never more than today i think we need to go back and find our purpose and increase our consciousness you know as we've all seen in the last one or two years there's been pandemonium um but tell me why are people so overwhelmed that's the primary emotion there's uncertainty and fear about with the corona uh, pandemic and the ensuing pandemic of fear and anxiety people have a lot on their plates both at work and at homes some are okay with it some are feeling overwhelmed i'd like to just place very importantly when we don't know how to deal with our with our emotions we can get overwhelmed Okay. so it's not it's when we're not dealing with our emotions that we can feel overwhelmed so is it covid that's overwhelming but if covid was 3000 miles away would that would we feel the same way we we may empathize we may sympathize we may be very concerned 
but most of us would not feel overwhelmed but as soon as it comes to our city to our areas to our doorstep then suddenly we start feeling the fear we start feeling the anxiety and we get overwhelmed so it's our reaction it's our response that overwhelms us we need to own it and take responsibility so uh, you're talking just covid or are you talking in general i'm that talking in to... general i'm talking in general i'm just using covid as an example because it's the low lying fruit right now give us some ways of dealing with you know with overwhelm in the work and the personal environment so being overwhelmed might manifest itself differently for different people right mm-hmm. it's an intense some for some it might be an intense emotion of anxiety or anger for some it could be a thought process of worry of doubt or helplessness and for some it could be a change in behavior like crying or lashing out or just a panic attack so let's feel the underlying emotions that are there and that we haven't dealt with because what you feel will heal right so can i be okay with it can i embrace what i'm feeling be with the emotional vibration rather than the projection of it you know can i feel the variations of it can i feel the facets of it what's the value of feeling the anxiety or what's the what's the value of feeling the fear what's the value of feeling the helplessness there is some value and what we do as human beings is we color our feelings with our patterns and this happens subconsciously we're not conscious about it so typically there are three programmed ways of how we deal with what we call unpleasant emotions sometimes we ignore or numb them sometimes we escalate and feed them when i mean escalate and feed is we take it up to head and we build a story around it right and sometimes we judge and resist so my question to you is what is your pattern do we recognize that and do we acknowledge that for ourselves what you feel will heal i love that line i'm going to go go back with it it's stuck in <laughs> stuck in my brain okay so you're saying that there's four ways we could potentially be dealing with overwhelm four categories no i no they're not four categories i mean being overwhelmed means there's an underlying emotion that we haven't dealt with over there so i'm just saying typically when we have emotion sometimes we 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 are very good at categorizing emotions we like to label them right mm-hmm. we label we like to label them as good and bad emotions are not good or bad they're very useful for us right they come to balance us out so what my suggestion and my invitation uh, to you is can we feel what we are feeling right rather than and sometimes we have patterns and these happen un, uh, you know subconsciously sometimes we ignore or numb them right we numb the sadness we numb the fear or sometimes we feed it and we escalate it because we just keep feeding that plant and we keep feeding that plant and keep feeding it or sometimes we judge and resist it so what's your pattern let's just become aware first okay so let's talk about fear and anxiety so the examples you're giving me can we take fear and t- can you tell us how do we deal with it so let me just say a couple of things about fear and anxiety particularly in this environment and let's use corona again because that's the low lying okay. fruit so okay. there's been a tremendous fear since the beginning of the pandemic right as there was this unknown virus which was unleashed upon us and it had the potential to be absolutely devastating right so it impacted the way we worked it impacted the way we lived it impacted the way we loved so there was a displacement all around so at the moment i feel some fear may have dissipated with the vaccines but however the underlying fear is still there because the moment the covid numbers go up 
or somebody close to us has COVID, the fear comes back in. I find now there's more anxiety. And what is anxiety? Anxiety is a fear of a fear. You know, let's just spend a minute talking about anxiety because there's a lot of it around, I find. A lot of my clients, a lot of the people I live with, I, I work with, uh, I interact with are feeling anxious from time to time. Anxiety is a physiological response to a threat and a symptom of inflammation. This is the time that we're looking to reduce our inflammation. Uh, we want our immune systems to be functioning at their best. When we're inflamed, if we're feeling anxiety, we're feeling inflamed. And what happens when we are feeling inflamed in our body? This goes to, uh, you know, the hormones that get secreted are the cortisol hormone, the adrenaline hormone, right? Mm -hmm. There's a threat when we feel a threat and the threat includes our thoughts and emotions. They fire up our immune system. So it's not that there's a physical threat. And neurologically, uh, the neuroscientists have shown that the brain processes a physical threat the same way as it processes an emotional uh, or a thought-based threat. So I yes. could be thinking about a tiger or a tiger could be in front of me. The brain doesn't differentiate between the two. So what do I need to do to bring the inflammation down here? How can I relax myself so my immune system will function better? Now, feeling safe okay. shifts us in our body and shifts our body chemistry immediately. This is Anshu Bahanda. You can find our podcast, Wellness Curated, on Apple, Spotify, and a host of other channels. What you've said about fear and anxiety has been very interesting. What would be lovely if we can get to how can we deal with it? So if you can give us a little tool or an exercise. Sure. But before I give the exercise, can I just go a yes. little bit, if I share a bit on emotions? So we are energy in motion. Emotions, are, they come to balance us. You know, just like we're sitting on the seashore, the waves come and the waves go. So emotions come and the emotions go. There are no negative or positive emotions. There's no good or bad. We like to label them though. Like I mentioned uh, briefly before, we like to only feel positive emotions. We don't want to feel the negative ones. But it's just an emotion. When things are rough, there's a lot of emotion there, right? People attribute the trouble to the emotion, but emotions don't create the problem. They come to help you deal with the problem. So we need to embrace them. We need to deal with the discomfort. The emotion comes to deal with the discomfort. Emotions that seem to happen to you are made by you, usually without your awareness. Mm -hmm. So your emotions are not your reaction to the world. They are your construction of the world. So your brain's understanding of what's going on inside your body is in relation to what's happening outside. Your brain creates emotions when it's experiencing internal body sensations. And that's their response to the sensation. It creates that emotion. So emotions aren't your reaction to what situations mean. They are what the situations mean. So that just gives you a little bit of background of emotion. What helps us deal with it? I just wanted to give a quick recap of a personality because all of us have a habit of dealing with emotions. We all have our own habits, right? You and I could be watching a movie, for example, you might find it very funny. I may not find it very funny. You might get scared by a particular scene. I may not get scared by a particular mm -hmm. scene. So what is that programming that we have inside us? That's called our personality. Each of us have a personality. It's very useful. It serves us very well. But and our personality is all our likes and dislikes, the goods, the bads, the mm -hmm. shoulds, the shouldn'ts. I like this. I don't like that. And what a personality does is it judges all the time. And we all have habits. So our personality, when we, when we access our emotional 
patterns or our behavioral patterns, we access them like this, mm-hmm. right? So we are constantly, you know, it happens even outside of most of how we behave, the average person, most of it is on autopilot. So we are not even conscious. So the first step is let's get conscious because when we're conscious, we have a choice of how to respond rather than react. With that little background, like say, for example, Anshu, what's your favorite food? Chocolate. Chocolate. Wonderful. So let's say we are all eating the same chocolate. Now, each of us on this uh, program could have a different experience of the chocolate. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but the chocolate is the chocolate. So each of us may go to, if, if we're witnessing, say, an accident, each of us has a different feeling of the accident. And each of us has a different description of how we may describe it. But when we describe it, we think we know the truth. It's not the truth. It's just our perspective. We should just acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Now, let me go to the emotions first and say how they're very useful. For example, mm-hmm. they're there as a, they come up to help us. Like I mentioned, you know, they help us deal with the discomfort. So let's take fear for an example, right? What does fear tell us? Fear tells us it warns us of our danger. It helps to bring us to the present moment. It helps access our instinct and our intuition. So what does anxiety do for us? Anxiety helps the person get things done. It helps us organize ourselves, prepare ourselves for the future, right? I'm anxious for the future. We're never anxious of the past, correct? Mm -hmm. It's something, so it helps to prepare ourselves. So it gives us a message. What does sadness do for us? It comes for us to let go of things that are not working for us anymore. Mm -hmm. And anger, I think I I mentioned these three or four because I think all all of us can relate to it. Anger Mm -hmm. helps us set boundaries. So having said that, let's go to an exercise now. How do we deal with fear or anxiety or another emotion that is very charged up for you? Okay, so any emotion that's coming up. This Any is an emotion. exercise because that'll I, help. Yeah, okay. because I don't want to just mention one emotion because somebody on this program or you may say, I'm not feeling it, so how do I feel it? So let's first take a couple of deep breaths to bring us to the present moment. Would you like to do that? So let's take a couple of deep breaths to come to the present moment. I want you to feel the feeling, whatever feeling that is intense within you. I want you to feel it. Recognize it. Be okay with it. Embrace it with empathy. Be non-judgmental of it. And what does it feel like? Where is it physically in your body? How does it feel in your shoulders? In your face? In your chest? In your stomach? Is there any change that you're feeling? Is there any breathing change that you're feeling? Is there any tension? Don't change it. Just ride the emotion. Investigate for yourself. An emotion typically takes 90 seconds to play itself out. Like sitting on a beach. The wave comes, the wave goes. The wave comes, the wave goes. But what we do is we interfere with it. So ask it, what does it need? Is there a message for me? If a thought comes up, Bring yourself back to the present. Bring yourself back to the feeling. What emotion did you choose, Anshu? So I was, I have this massive to-do list. So I was feeling quite, well, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with, I have to do this, I have to do that. It was going on in my head. And I felt it 
first in my stomach, then in my throat, and then it actually went away. It goes away. But what it we do is, it. I mentioned those three patterns, right? We sometimes, we don't feel it sometimes. We sometimes feed it and we escalate it. Like you could tell yourself, oh God, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. And you're going on feeding that feeling, right? And it's becoming bigger and bigger. Or you might just numb it. You know, say, oh God, I've got so much to do, but let's just ignore it. I don't want to feel it. But that feeling is there. You haven't dealt with it. Or we judge it and say, oh God, here I go again. And let's not go there. So let's resist it. So let me ask you a question. And the people who are on this program, the question, what do you have growing in your emotional garden? Do we want to plant any new plants in our emotional gardens? And the new plants could be joy. They could be gratitude. They could be forgiveness. It could be love. Absolutely. So if you want to let go of something, like I said, the more attention you give to it, the stronger it gets. You have to divert your attention. So I'm not suggesting you divert your attention to the feeling. You feel the feeling. And once you've felt it, you move away. You don't give any more energy to it. What you want to plant? Do you want to plant joy? Let's do a joyful activity. You want to love? Do an act of love. Call somebody you love. Give, your, give somebody a hug. Visit somebody. Send somebody something. Have a laugh. Whatever it is. Whatever it is you want to plant. Interesting. But work at it. What you're saying is work at it. Work at your emotional garden. It's absolutely, it's a practice, right? What are the behaviors that I want to practice? Any player, like if you take the best tennis players in the world, what do they do? They don't just get up in the morning and go to a match. They practice, they practice, they practice. So let's practice how we want to live. Because the more we practice, it, it gets to be our second nature. That's our default. So let's talk about anxiety because, you know, there's a lot of anxiety around. And one thing that was interesting, you said it's the fear of a fear. Because there's a fear that something bad will happen, right? So it's a, I get anxious about it. I'm concerned. I need to plan. So how do we reduce anxiety? And it works differently for different people because what might reduce your anxiety may not work for the other person. There are various things that could come about, and these are just some ideas. Sometimes creative writing helps. Listening to music. Sleeping, right? Practicing forgiveness. Just breathing. Conscious breathing. Humming that yogic exercise called bhamri where you hum like mm. a bee or something as just as very simple as drinking cold water because what that does is what anxiety takes us to there's an inflammation so it's it takes us to our sympathetic nervous system and drinking cold water what it does is it helps shift the nervous system to our parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and digest okay that was interesting now tell me during your career as a leadership coach where have you seen maximum impact? What have you seen that's made maximum impact? I think people changing their behaviors, right? And being able to connect. A, raising, when once they raise their consciousness, right? And they make wiser decisions that go beyond self. And their ability to connect. Because once you're able to understand your emotion, you can understand, you can read the emotion of the people that you live with and work with and interact with in society. People become more empathetic. What that leads to is deeper connection with self and with others. You feel energized, right? There's more creativity and you, you're in the flow more. I'm sure you've heard people will say, I'm in the flow. When you're in the flow is that you're not stuck. What we like to do as human beings, we sometimes have a habit of perching ourselves on a particular point. My invitation is, can I be like the river that just flows? And while it's flowing, a lot happens along the way. It sometimes meanders, it sometimes turns, it's sometimes slow, it's sometimes dirty, it's sometimes clean. 
What advice do you have for our listeners? So there are four things I would suggest. One is bring yourself to the present moment. Allow yourself to feel the feeling without judgment because what you feel will heal. Second, take responsibility. It's your feeling not caused by someone or a situation. That's that may have just stimulated your feeling but the feeling is yours. So own it because when you own it you can decide what you want to do with it. Three, let's not label emotions as good or bad. They're all useful. Be aware of your habit. Do you feel it escalate? Do you ignore or numb it? Or do you resist and judge? Just be aware of that. I'd like to have a quick question where we ask ourselves right now, just something very simple. Am I expanded or contracted right now? And what I mean is expanded is, are you open receptive and radiant are you feeling that that's expanded or am i feeling tense tight and constricted so when i'm contracted i cannot connect with the other person i'm too caught up in my own drama so but i can shift that contraction and we have energy in motion right so during the day we are expanded and contracted at many times of the day but how do i shift the contraction first be conscious it's there take a few deep breaths for some for some have some water for some shake it off for some call a friend for some have a laugh for some have a snack listen to music hug somebody different ways of shifting the contraction but it's very simple rather you know am i expanded am i open and receptive or am i tight and constricted what are you feeling right now anshu oh i feel really expanded wonderful how do you react to another person's unreasonable reaction or unreasonable behavior okay first you have to know that the person is just being themselves let's not take it personally they have got up in the morning and they have a, when they get up in the morning they're just being themselves so we have to recognize that and maybe they're having a bad day at that time right so when i say you have to first recognize that you have to come maybe they're maybe they're in pain i'm not suggesting that you have to accept their behavior but you have to recognize that they are also human maybe they're having a bad day we have a bad day so we come from a place then of openness and empathy rather than of judgment and say they oh god here they go again so you know when you were talk about corona and the external environment how do you feel safe you know because that's leading to a lot of fear in people's lives they're feeling unsafe what we can't control what i don't have an impact on is the external environment well i have a limited impact because there's only me who can who radiates my energy out to the external environment what i can have an impact on is my internal environment here mm-hmm. what is it that i'm letting in to feel safe what is it that i need to do what are the behaviors that i need to do what are the actions that i need to take what and once i've done that that's all i can do now i have a choice then once i've done those actions for example to feel safe sometimes you may want to wear a mask or may not go want to go into crowded places be vaccinated not take risks each of us has our own level of risks that we may or may not want to take but having done that does it help me to worry is worrying helping you is being anxious helping you if it is continue to do it but if it isn't cut like a director shooting a movie when once the scene is over or the scene is not working he says cut let's move on come back to the present moment am i feeling safe right now at this moment all we have is this present moment
That was magnificent. Thank you for this magnificent chat. I'm going to go back with lots of things in my head. So thank you for that. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life. Thank you.